stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm joined by Zach's senior strategist, Kevin Cook, to discuss the Internet of Things. We haven't done a show on this topic in quite some time, much to my amazement. I'm kind of surprised, and a lot is going on now. The Internet of Things isn't some far-off fantasy anymore. It's actually here. We have, you know, Google Home. We have the Echo. Uh, the Nest is out there programming our thermostats, and you can program like your window shades now to go up and down if you're at work and all of that stuff. But there's beginning to be a few more interesting stories out there that we've been noticing here at Zach's about the smart technology in your home and mainly about security, security and privacy, I feel are going to be the two big stories going forward here. So recently we were talking here in the office because the Chicago Tribune had a story by Ali Maradi. I'm saying that probably wrong. She's a reporter here at the Chicago Tribune in Chicago. And it's a story about how a suburban Chicago family had um, baby monitors in their bedroom for their baby's uh, like, you know, around the crib. They have a seven-month-old, so they just wanted to monitor him. And then one day, walking, like, right outside the room, they heard this deep male voice coming through, like, the monitor there. And they got a little scared. They busted into the room, and then the the voice stopped. So they, like, you know, get their baby out of the um, crib there, get out of the room. Then they noticed on their nest thermostat that it had suddenly risen to 90 degrees and it had previously been at 72 degrees. They hadn't changed anything. And then they had voices coming out of the security cameras in the other part of their house. This sounds like this could be like a um, like horror movie type of thing or something like just not with ghosts, but with your smart devices. And then they started talking to the guy like through the cameras. And then they realized that their Nest cameras and thermostat had been hacked. And so now they're in the story talking about how super scared they were, how creepy it was. Like, yes, it would be creepy to hear like these crazy voices coming out. And they were like swearing at them on top of it. And then they know that they've been watching you and your child like in your house. That was all super scary. Um, But they aren't alone. Apparently, according to the article, there's been some other complaints of Nest hackings. And Google, which owns Nest, has said it's not their, their problem. It's not their fault. It's the fault of having like other devices on like some kind of network with the Nest on there um, and somehow like the hackers can get in. The more you have all tied together, the the more backdoors basically there are for the hackers to get in there. Also, a lot of customers, I found this out, Kevin, are not updating their software. Um, You know, like it's not updating, they're not updating the security behind the scenes. And They are not updating passwords, things we have to do on like all these other devices to keep security. So suddenly I I got a little freaked out about the smart devices. Like I don't own any of this stuff. I'm like, you know, back in the stone age with all of this. But it's stories like these that like freak me out. Yeah, when you told me this story last week, um, you know, we share all kinds of news stories in the office, right? Out loud and stuff. So you you said, I said, you know what, Tracy, we have to do 
uh, a podcast on AI again. Yeah. Because th- this all ties in. Um, and especially because I had just bought a company that um, specializes in big data, which uses the cloud, of course, but they can go to what they call um, the edge of the internet and have and have AI applications at the edge, which means it's not always connected to the internet. And okay. I thought, well, that's, that's got to be a benefit and that's got to be a direction this has to go. Because you were just talking about um, updating, you know, the the software or the security and all this stuff. Yeah. Imagine all the stuff. You could spend yes. your whole day updating everything with all the security patches and you'd go yes. crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then on the on the flip side of that, like we have the Google owning Nest and they are used to doing these kind of security updates, sending them out, patching, you know, finding the vulnerabilities, fixing it, all of that stuff. But what about the makers of like some of these appliances? Mm-hmm. Like, let's just say, I'm just throwing this out there, but you bought like a Kenmore refrigerator that was a smart refrigerator. The, the Those kind of manufacturers aren't used to, hey, we need to be, you know, sending out updates to our customers. Usually they just sell the refrigerator to you and it's like, bye, call us if you need maintenance. Yeah, there's so many layers now. You mean, yeah. you're talking about the, there's the, the semiconductor chips, there's the software, the carrier is involved, whether it's AT&T or Verizon, right, right. in some way, and then the appliance maker. So right. I'm surprised that you said that um, Google has in some ways claimed non-responsibility. Yeah. Because I'm hoping that the big players here, like a Google, Microsoft, Amazon, can step up and say, we need industry standards here. We need to protect consumers. Right. Because if, if they don't do it, what's the, what's the incentive for, this, for a smaller company to take right. responsibility? right. But you just laid out, like, who is going to be responsible? Let's Mm -hmm. say, you know, my refrigerator is hacked somehow. (laughs) I don't know why they would do that, but there must be some reason. Maybe they want to ruin all my food or I have a disgruntled, you know, who knows what. And they hack in there and they turn off my refrigerator and all my food is spoiled. Um, Will it be the manufacturer because they didn't send me, like, some kind of update that would have stopped the hacking? Is it the semiconductor? Like, who – or am I signing away all the rights when I purchase it to to ask for compensation for this? Like, I don't know. Like, these are all – that's a whole other podcast almost. You know, I got to tell you a few stories. Remember yesterday I almost canceled uh, my appearance on your podcast here because I I had other things going on. But then I realized so much was happening. Like you told me this story last week about the Chicago family getting um, getting uh, denested by the yeah. seventeen devices in their house and, <laughs> and ha- having weird voices, and yeah. they basically got uh, found ghosts. Yeah. Well, then um, I had an interesting weekend, and so much is happening. So over the weekend, I sent out a couple of tweets because I'm always following people that are involved in AI, big data, and the Internet of Things. And um, you know, Seth Godin is he's sort of you know. Uh, Old he's Silicon a marketing Valley. guru. Yeah, now he's a marketing guy, but he he has this. Uh, he looks at the waves of technology, and he sent out a tweet over the weekend. He said, um, uh, "Based on what I'm seeing in the next wave of technology, mediocre lawyers and mediocre doctors will become obsolete because of AI." Okay. So you know this is this is a trend, and then I and and people reacted to that, and you know a lot of people were like, no, that's not true. You know, you you can't AI can't replace lawyers and doctors. Well, he said mediocre ones. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other tweet, I I, I retweeted something. Um, it was an image of a robotic hedge trimmer, which was being used in a large agricultural field, and was very precise about how it went through and basically trimmed these plants. And I. 
and I took that and I tweeted it out. I said, this is a model of what AI can do with concepts too. And so it is possible that uh, you know smart systems can take over a lot of work functions. Well, people got uh, excited about that and, and said, no, that, that's not going to happen. So this was all over the weekend. And then on Monday, what do we get? Uh, the White House announces their new AI initiative. You know, the, uh, uh, it, and it's, it seems like a no-brainer. Obviously, there's uh, technology voices have the White House's ear, have the yeah. president's ear, and maybe Jared Kushner, that, uh, you know, we need to be on the, on the advanced guard of technology, especially since China is, you know, right? we, to, to keep. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And then just this morning, Bloomberg publishes a story very similar to the one that you uh, talked about in the Tribune and maybe they even quote, I haven't read it, but um, uh, the title of the article is your smart light can tell Amazon and Google when you go to bed. Uh-oh. <laughs> See, this is what freaks me out. Yeah, and then, then there's the the little uh, sub-explanation here is, after you connect a light fixture to Alexa, Amazon wants to know every time the light is turned out, is turned on or off. Now, why, okay. you know, in one sense, Amazon and Google are going to collect data just because they can and they have right. the capability to store and analyze it. Now, it doesn't mean that they're always tracking you, although you might have yeah. <laughs> something to say about that. <laughs> but it's also what they, you know, if they if they just want to use the data in an, an anonymous sense, like they're just tracking the, the population. What do different people do in different parts of the country at different times of the day? And then they can run that through all kinds of behavior analytics and basically create uh, new ideas, new a model of the consumer and then new ways to sell them stuff. You know, can right. I, can I sell you something at three o'clock in the morning? <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So Now so, I did read that, um, Amazon, they just announced it, that they bought this company called Aero, E-E-R-O is the name and they're smart routers. And so they basically, it knows, um, I saw one article that said that it knows every make and model of every gadget in your house because, it's attached to all the smart devices that you have. So a lot of people who use the Aero and who loved it are kind of outraged because it's Amazon buying it and they were trying to avoid the Alexa oh, and all yeah. this other stuff, the Echo, all this. And now here's Amazon. Now they had a pretty tight privacy policy with this router apparently where they claimed they were not collecting the data on it. And so Amazon has already said, we will honor that policy. We will not be collecting data off of this. But that's just what they're saying now. It doesn't mean that that's always going to be the case with this. But that brings up a whole nother question, too, because here we are on this podcast, basically just talking about Google, Amazon. These are the big, big tech companies. And now they're buying out like this Eero. These small guys get bought out. Um, even Nest, that was bought out by Google. And where does that leave us as consumers? We are basically beholden to five or six big companies. That's yeah, it. I, that, I think that it's going to come to a head here where they're going to have to create explicit permission policies. Yeah. You know, um, Facebook already had its crisis. Apple didn't have a crisis, but they did about a year ago come out and admit we we recognize that teens can become addicted to smartphones or even preteens. Yeah. So, it, and these are the companies that have to take responsibility to do more research and, and um, have more warnings, more permissions. Like you know, here's how to use your phone 
so that you can decide what's being tracked, right? Right. So I think that Google, Amazon, and Microsoft also have a responsibility to create policies to, to you know, inform consumers and then make a lot more stuff permissioned. You know, what? let the consumer decide what, how do I want to be tracked? How am I being tracked? How do I turn it off? Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I read a stat that said 40% of the um, usage on the speakers like the Amazon Echo and Google Home are used to connect everything else in the house. They're not just for me asking, you know, what's the weather like today or, or that stuff. 40% is used to connect. So these devices are basically gathering data on like everything that's And you were just telling on. me a story this morning about a woman who wanted to see if she could get Amazon out of her life, yeah. right? How did that go? Well, not good <laughs> because you forget AWS um, is the cloud, you know, company and tons of big businesses use AWS, including like Netflix and Spotify to, to store their data. So Amazon technically does know everything I'm watching on, on my Netflix. Right. And, and technically she was able to track, you know, thousands of IP yeah. addresses, Yeah, but, but then she was able to find out that she was still yeah. connected to, yeah. to to the World Wide Web, whether she wanted to be or not. <laughs> yeah. So as an investor, are these, what what is the tactic I have to take if I wanted to invest in this area other than a company that might be coming out with a smart refrigerator or something like that? Is yeah. it just mainly these big, who are the big tech guys? You know guys? what? I'm going to tell you. So over two years ago in, in the spring of 2016, I, I set out to study big data AI, Internet of Things, and automation because I saw that these trends were obviously just nonstop, and I, and I wanted to pick stocks for investors. And I looked at a lot of companies, and I said, in the end, you just have to buy the big ones okay? because they're going to control the space. That's what we're seeing. And Amazon and Google, they're buying up small companies. Google has, you yeah. know, they have their own venture capital arm with with hundreds of portfolio companies. So they already know what's coming. You know, right. they're, they're seeding these companies uh, after they get handed off from, from venture capital. Uh, so Amazon, Microsoft, Google, and IBM. I said, you have to buy those four if you want to be involved in, you know, if you want to have investment exposure to big data, AI, in the Internet of Things, and automation. Okay, IBM is one that I don't hear that often. Right, but, um, you know, it's but funny. What, this week, IBM is having a big conference in San Francisco. They call it... Um, IBM Think or Think IBM or something, and and uh, it start started today and it goes uh, through the week here in San Francisco. They they're they're going to be relevant. Okay, um, you know when I when I was studying this a couple years ago, um, I thought the coolest examples of what was happening with AI and big data were the universities and teams that set out to beat the hardest games in the world, like Texas Hold'em Poker, and the uh, the Chinese game Go, which is like elaborately more complex than chess. Okay. And this is where machine learning and deep learning comes in. Machine learning is, you know, teaching a machine to study data, whether it's, uh, you know, encoded or it's or it's visual, and then to learn from it, to spot the patterns. And then deep learning uh, gets more complicated with with layers and layers and nodes of information. It's, you know, it's, it's why NVIDIA is such a... Those chips are so powerful because they can do parallel processing. Well, IBM has always been right there with it. They've been an NVIDIA yeah. partner. So that's why I still like IBM. I, okay. don't, I don't know if they have the earnings power, but you have to pay attention to what IBM is doing in terms of the research powerhouse that they are. Yeah. So 
um, you know, machine learning and deep learning are like the the toys that the data engineers and scientists play with, you know, to figure out what do we do with data. Um, and obviously, for us, if as, as consumers with an Alexa or a Google Home, we just want to know <laughs> what's being recorded, what's being yeah. tracked, that kind of thing. Um, so, uh, and but one of the smaller companies I'm, I, I sort of teased it earlier that um, that I'm investing in is called Cloudera. Okay. And it's, what's the ticker? CLDR. Is yes. The ticker with that one. And uh, they've been around for a while. They specialize in uh, big data languages. So they teach a company here's how to process your your data, and here's how to store it, here's how to analyze it, here's how to make use of it and monetize it if you can. And um, but they're dealing with companies that want to be able to do artificial intelligence and machine learning where you're not always connected to the internet. So that so that uh, and I'll give you a really simple example. This, this is a simple example of edge AI. Let's say that a an elderly person wears a monitor to um, uh, that monitors whether or not they fall down. Let's okay. say you're talking about a seen those. you know an eighty year old person. <laughs> yeah. Well. What if you don't want that to be connected to the internet all the time? Is it is, can the device be smart enough with embedded AI that it can tell when a person has fallen and then connect to the internet and call somebody? Okay. And so that's an that's a real simple wow. example yeah. of edge AI. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think that you know, look how we adapted to. Google and Facebook always knowing <laughs> what yes. we're doing online, right? Most of us we, blow it off. We're we, like, oh, well, yeah, We just too adapt bad. because technology is moving so fast. Yeah. And so so we adapt to tech that gets embedded in our life. And we know it's unstoppable. Right. I mean, because just because of the nature of innovation and creativity, there's always a, some scientist out there creating something new or an engineer, and it will find its way into a marketplace if somebody can make money off of it. So, yeah. um you know, we have to be proactive, but it is hard to keep up with all this stuff. Right. And and I'm hope you know, I'm I say I'm hopeful that the big players, Amazon, Microsoft, and Google, will come up with policies to help people and be able to turn on and off the switch about you know, and, yeah. and not feel like they're being tracked all the time. So I saw Microsoft announced actually that they're spending five billion dollars over the next four years on the Internet of Things. Okay. And a lot of that, it sounds like it's going to be done through partnerships, which makes sense too. They have the money. They go to these small startups and say, "Hey, we'll we'll fund you," as kind of like a VC type of venture to get some of these new new companies that need the cash, and but they have the the name behind them in the Microsoft name. So, yeah. which is like I said, you know, Google has a big VC arm and that's what they do because it's it's a way for them to constantly be exposed to the freshest ideas yeah. from innovative engineers and entrepreneurs out there. And then if they want to buy the technology, it's halfway already in-house, you know. Right. Right. Now, what about a company like GE Digital? Um this is like one of the subunits of GE right now, but they, it is going to be spun off and they do a lot of industrial um, Internet of Things, so not so much for the home, but more the industrial side. But they're going to get a new name and all that stuff. So I feel like as an investor, I should wait until that's spun off and then kind of see what happens. Yeah, I don't like the big GE right now personally. Yeah. When I <laughs> when I thought about this three years ago, and I asked myself, okay, who is going to dominate in the robotics of the factory? Yeah, like yeah, you it might be simple just to say, well, GE's got to be involved somehow, but. Look at how Amazon just leaps 
over everybody. Yeah. You know, so I know that I knew that Amazon, you know, with their warehouses, they're going to figure out a way, you know, uh, bottom up, invent their own robotic systems and they'll, and they'll probably be awesome. So, um, and whether or not they turn around and then they become their own mini GE selling industrial automation, you know, is a possibility. So you would, you would think that GE would still be, um, you know, it's legacy tech, sort of like IBM, that they would still have, you know, a, a driving power in R and D, yeah, especially industrial R and D. Um, but yeah, let's wait for that uh, that spinoff and see what happens. Okay, I don't know when that's going to be, but they're doing a lot of different uh, spinoffs yeah. and things over there right now. I shared that one uh, graphic with you from yeah. uh, this is a uh, a consulting company in the UK called Frost and Sullivan, and okay. they. Do, they do a lot of work here in these these technology areas that we're talking about, and this is a graph a couple of years old, but they were forecasting that um, that when you when you say smart technology and smart cities, it encompasses so many things. It could be could be transportation, it could be healthcare, it could be education, um, and you know they see it as uh, you know nearly a two trillion dollar market by 2020. You know with all the interconnected technologies. So this is a pretty good example of how you can't get away from it because, I mean, yeah. and, and by our worst fears, some things are already happening in China that we would never want here. And that's with millions of, of security cameras in major cities watching people. Right. And there's even been stories about um, cameras recording people's facial expressions and, and then monitoring behavior that way. Right. No, that's not, that's not going to happen here. But to what extent could things be happening that we don't know about? Right. Yeah, that's a whole nother. I'm, I'm just still scared about the nest and the cameras <laughs> monitoring You're not me. getting one anytime no, soon. No, yeah. and I don't have, you know, the any of the Alexas, the Echo. I have none of those things. And, and we don't even know, like, uh, in any given office building, can they just have cameras everywhere monitoring people or... or, or um, the, That's a good question. The mun- municipalities, state, city, federal, can they have cameras on every street corner? A lot of them do already. Yeah. Nobody's like challenged that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the legal side of it is, well, the government's just going to do it anyway. And we can say it's a, it's a, um, it's a safety matter. You know, it's, it's, you know, the, it, the only the police have access to it. It's right. to watch for traffic accidents yeah. or crime or whatever. Yeah. But that seems like it could be a slippery slope. <laughs> well, remember when Google was initially doing Google Maps when they when they literally drove around with the video cameras to get the street views, uh-huh. and people were pretty upset about that because some people were just like outside lounging in their yard or whatever when they drove by, and now suddenly they're like enshrined on the Google Map, and or people did not want their house like you know on there that yeah. way. Like what's in your backyard? On the yeah. <laughs> So that, but now people are over that. Kind they, can of the see way, I, they can see I didn't fix my pool this year. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But kind of the way that, um, you know, we we got over Facebook and some of those privacy issues, the same thing happened with Google Maps. Nobody, I, I don't ever hear anybody talking about it anymore. Mm-hmm. And that product has been around for many years, the actual, you know, street view. And uh, people get upset if their area does not have a Google street map thing so yeah, and, and i i just before i describe this sort of the benign view of data collection where the large players collect data but they use it anonymously meaning they're not targeting 
Kevin or Tracy. They're just looking right. at the consumer. Yeah. You know, um, you know, male, age 45, lives here, wor- you know, works there. Yeah. What is he, what are his habits? What he, What's he buying? What's he shopping? That, ca- you know, that seems benign. But then is there a possibility with all the hacking that goes on that there actually could be silos of information about e- each person and that somebody could hack hack a system and then find out every website you've ever been on in your life, you know? Yes, I feel <laughs> or, like Or yes. in the past five years. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, these are the things that keep people up at night, I yeah. feel. So so this will be an interesting area to keep monitoring and to see like what goes on. Right now, as an investor, as we've said, it's mainly like the big the big cap companies yeah. here. And, and I I mean Congress is probably going to come around to calling back, you know, the heads of these companies, you know, Satya Nadala, Jeff Bezos, um, you know, Tim yeah. Cook, because even Apple's involved and and make them answer for certain things. But I think that as consumers, we also need to demand that, hey, we need more clear privacy policies on all this stuff right. that can watch us and track our data. Yeah. You know, because this isn't just about when I go voluntarily online. This is about the Internet of Things tracking my movements throughout an entire day in, in my house yeah. or, or in the city. Yeah. But there also, I feel like, has to be some more regulations about the hacking that, you know, there might have to be whole task force. There is there is a computer task force at the FBI right now, but I'm not sure how much they handle. You know, if someone hacks in and um, starts my house on fire because they hacked into my smart toaster or something like that, like, you know, that would you're, you're going to need whole different kind of police <laughs> Police enforcement. I'm kind of obsessed here Sounds with like, like the insurance hacking. liability thing too. <laughs> well, that too. Yes, there's going to be a whole. Yes, there is. Yeah. There's going to be that whole side of things too. Yeah, um, so, so if somebody like Google can't say, "Hey, we're in this big data business," oh, but we're not responsible for anything that happens. Right. I think that's. I don't think that's legit. <laughs> yeah, that goes back to my earlier thing. Who is going to be responsible if someone you know hacks in there and destroys my property somehow? Um, I don't know. These are some interesting things, but that's the lawyer in me, like coming out right there. <laughs> but let's recap some of the tickers that we talked about today, because they're mostly the ones people know, but they might be good for a refresher here. So there is Alphabet, of course. They own Nest. Uh, their ticker is G O O G L. Microsoft is M S F T. We have Amazon, of course, A M Z N. NVIDIA, they're making a lot of the chips for this NVDA. IBM, that's kind of a surprise one to me on here. I don't often think of them. IBM and GE might want to wait until that spinoff actually happens on GE Digital, but right now the ticker is GE, but it will have a new name and ticker. And then there's Cloudera. That's the smaller data side of this issue. CLDR is the ticker there. Is that everything? I think that yeah, covers all yeah. the big guys. Okay, so we'll be um, talking about this some more as we go along because by 2021, there's expected to be 25 billion smart devices now, and there's 14 billion right now. So not quite doubling, but it could by 2021. So this is going to be, we're going to hear some more of these stories as we go along as people adjust to using all these devices. And there'll probably be a new medical diagnosis for some new form of migraine caused by all the RF chips. Sending, <laughs> sending frequencies across your brain. Maybe. I don't know. That's a whole other thing, too. Yes. 
Um, so you definitely want to subscribe to the podcast here at Market Edge so you don't miss a single episode. We are on every week bringing you stocks and interesting topics here about what's going on out there in the investing world. So you can subscribe on SoundCloud. You can get us there every week and also on Apple Podcasts. But be sure to get us somewhere. And I'll see you again next week with some more stocks.